This is Barbara with Hello. Hello. Hi, Ife. This is Barbara. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good. I I gather you're pretty busy today, it sounds like it. Well, the our meeting went over just a little bit, and then I was trying to call in, um, but it yeah. kept giving me the network is busy. or Yeah, we're um, having apparently some issues with the network, so I hope we can successfully record this. Uh, when yeah. I first arrived here at the office, my outbound email was not working, so I was so just frantic on how I'm going to get the call-in information to you. So I sent it to you by from my Gmail account, and I don't know which – did you get it, apparently? I saw, I saw a couple, so I'm not sure exactly where it came from, but I did get it. it was, yeah, well, I think my outbound might be working again, so okay. hopefully that's a good sign. Um, so let's uh, see if we can get started here. Because um, we're already recording the um, system. Okay. I'm going to 
pick up and use my handheld set here, hoping for greater clarity. So um, I'm going to introduce the uh, podcast and you and uh, clear my throat and see if I can settle down and do this podcast sure, while we have sure. a chance. <clears throat> Welcome, everyone. I'm Barbara Ingram. I'm the Director of Communications with the Henry County Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for joining us today for Business Insight. Today we are bringing you information and clarification about the 2020 Census. And with us today is Ife Oyelea. Ife is the Federal Census Partnership Specialist assigned to Henry County. Welcome, Ife. Thank you so much. So with COVID-19 dominating the headlines, the 2020 Census is not quite the top of news today. And that's very unfortunate. So in case someone out there has not heard, the 2020 Census is underway right now. So Ife, let's start with an overview of your mission. What is the 2020 Census, and why is it very important to Henry County? Great question. So the, the, the 2020 census is basically a headcount mandated by the, the U.S. Constitution, and it's something that we undertake every 10 years, which is why we call it the decennial census. Um, and so we basically want to count every resident in the U.S. Um, right now. Um, and so that basically means that in every county, every city, uh, every state, there is a uh, a mission, so to speak, to get every single person counted because it, it really um, has a large impact on several things when it comes to government. Um, the biggest thing obviously being funding. Uh, we can't, money can't go to where there is no person. And so a lot of times people think that money follows the need, and it absolutely does not. Money follows the numbers. And so until we can get uh, adequate um, people counted in a, in a particular place, then the federal government won't recognize that that actual uh, place has a need. So money follows the numbers. And so because of that, we take a, a huge amount of uh, effort and we pour that into the census and making sure people are aware and people not only are aware, but that they also respond to the census. Wow, that's a daunting task, but you explain yeah. it so well. So in the mix of things, um, with that being your mission, how are we approaching this in Henry County, and have we begun to make any progress toward getting all of our uh, citizens counted? So I, I believe that we've made great progress in Henry County. Henry County was, was, was one of those places or is one of those places that has done a pretty good job in the past two censuses. So from 2000 to 2010, our numbers have always been above average in terms of the state of Georgia. However, in 2000, we came in at 81%, which is fantastic. In 2010, that number dropped to 76%, which is a 5 percentage uh, point uh, drop. And even though that's still higher than uh, the, the, the state of Georgia average, which is 72%, or which was 72%, we still know that that drop indicates less funding, right? It indicates less money for our schools, for our roads, for hospitals, um, and things of that nature. And so we don't want to be downturning um, in our numbers. So my hope is that 
uh, in this coming, in this census going on right now, that that number not only goes back up, but that we surpassed what we did in 2000, which was 81%. And I know that's a lofty goal, but it is a goal of mine. Working together with several businesses, with the schools, um, the school board in Henry County, um, with the chamber, of course, um, and, and our complete count committee chair was uh, Mr. Don Ash. Together we've kind of come up with a way to just get as many people informed as possible. The federal government has its initiatives as well. Um, last two weeks ago uh, we started with the school initiative, and unfortunately, um, you know, prior to COVID-19, we were out in, in several of our schools informing parents, informing teachers. Um, now that we're grounded and, and we're indoors, we're doing our best to do that um, virtually, whether that be phone calls or emails. Um, and actually this week we're starting the faith-based initiative, which is basically looking at all our churches, all our mosques, all our um, different spiritual centers, um, and focusing there so that uh, patrons are also aware of the census. So we have multi-tiered approaches uh, given based on the, the day of the week and the month. Um, and so we're doing our best to just make sure that everyone is, is notified. The great thing is that now questionnaires have begun to come out, and so we're hoping that, you know, based on the flyers that have, people have seen, the word they have heard, the presentations by me or by um, anyone in the Complete Count Committee for Henry County, that they now see, oh, this is what they were talking about, and that people are actually responding. Well, tell me a little bit, if you will, about the Henry County Complete Count Committee. Okay. And is that formed of many organizations, or how, is, how are they structured? Yes, ma'am. So complete count committees are basically a group of individuals, different stakeholders within a community that come together to promote census. Um, and so the Henry County Complete Count Committee has several different um, components that are combined into one. So there is the business component, the faith-based component, the school component, library librarians and the library system in Henry County, and, and, and it pulls from several different organizations or organization types. And that way we have one group that can now disseminate information in several different bodies. So it is composed of several different groups that now will disseminate the information um, uh, to all their constituents, so that it's not just one group receiving a wealth of information and another group not. Our, the, the, big, the best way to go about it is to pull different people from different uh, backgrounds, from different areas of concentration, and bring them together so that they get information and they can give it to, to their constituents. That's wonderful to know. I'm looking now online at the Henry County Census 2020, and I see that to get more information about the Complete Count Committee and how other organizations may get involved, they can send an email to dash at co.henry.ga.us, and that is the email address for Mr. Don Ash, who heads up the, the emergency management team. Uh, department, but he's also heading up the Complete Count 2020 Census Committee, and that's dash at co.henry.ga.us. So um, now that we know how we're structured and who's out there trying to help us all get counted, let's talk about exactly 
who should be counted. Um, I understand that in the previous census, the one 2010, there was some shortfall in counting certain groups. And we're mm -hmm. trying to overcome that this time. So mm -hmm. let us talk a little bit about who should be counted. So you're, you're absolutely right. In 2010, for some strange reason, we backtracked in terms of our children. Um, and so we had the worst undercount of children in 2010 since 1950. And that basically means that over a million children were not counted. And, and we want to make sure that in this, in this census, in 2020 census, that that does not happen. We need all our children to be counted. So as long as the, the baby is born as of April 1st of this year, which I understand is, is not, has not occurred yet. Um, but as long as a baby is, is born by April 1st of this year, they ought to be counted. Um, and so that is any person living here in the U.S. by April 1st that should be counted on the census. And so it's, we're not talking to visitors. We're not talking of uh, people going and coming. We are talking about people who live here. And, and if, they, if they're going to live here for any period of time, then they need to be counted. So that's uh, parents, children, grandparents, aunts, uncles, distant family members, or even just friends that live in your home or in a home, they need to be counted. So we want to make sure that uh, it's, it's, it's widely spread that any person that lives um, in this particular place needs to be counted. That's well, that's actually. very good. Yeah, that's very good to know. Um, I actually had received my document from 2020 census in the mail last week, and I received actually two of them, but when I opened them, they had a code that they asked me to use, and it was the same code on both documents. Thank goodness that did not confuse me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but tell me about this code, uh, and how is it significant, and what if you don't have one? Okay, so, the, so as of March the 12th, letters have been sent out to um, different residences in the U.S., and it is a staggered approach. So if you did not receive yours yet, you will receive yours. Um, but basically that letter has a code on it, and that code is basically it is, it, it's the, the, the government's way of knowing that this particular code ties to this address. And if you remember, Ms. Barbara, when you put your code in, your address came up, and it says you are completing the census for this particular address. I also received mine and completed it as well, and that's what it said. Um, and so that code basically ties to your address so that we're not getting multiple um, different responses for the same address. Now, if you did not receive your letter and you just want to go ahead and get it out of the way, you're more than welcome to do that by going to census.gov, and, and you, you can just put your information in. If you don't have the code, you can simply write in your, excuse me, type in your address, and then it will register that this address has completed the census. So if you have not received your letter yet and you want to just get it out the way, feel free to go in. Instead of putting in a code, you will simply put your address in, and that way the, the federal government will know that this address has already completed the census. And when you're completing the census for your home, you just want to make sure, like I said before, that you're counting every single person in the home. Um, you're counting the children most and that, again, I can't stress that enough that our children need to be counted. For some reason, they're often left off. We want to make sure that people understand that they can be counted from 
one day old up until um, however old, up until they're our age and, and beyond, they definitely need to be counted. So every person that lives in the home needs to be counted, um, whether they're your relations or, your, or not. If, the, if it's just a friend, please count them as well. If you're renting your basement out, you want to make sure that you count the people that live in your basement as well. The, it's typically the homeowner that will complete the census, and so we want to make sure that, okay, as long as there's not two different addresses. So if you have, for example, a guest house adjacent to your home that has a separate address, a different number, then they will get their own census. They can complete their own census. But if the address is the same for the house and you're renting out a room or a portion of your home but everyone uses the same address, then you want to make sure that whoever does complete that census does it for the entire household, including the renters. Um, and not just your particular family. You want to count every single person. So if there's a three-person family living in your basement and then there are four, a four, you are a part of a four-person family, then the census should have seven, um, seven people listed uh, under that one census, under that one address, so that everyone is counted. Um, and so that does mean that you might need to ask your renters for a little information. If you don't have it already, it's not uh, confidential information or uh, terribly personal information. It's simply birth names, full names, and date of birth. Those are those are the two pieces of information that you will need for every person for whom you're adding to um, your census. But um, the code specifically uh, ties to an address. And so if you don't have a code and you have an address, you're more than welcome to simply put in an address and your census will be registered. Well, my experience is that it was very easy. And um, it appears that the U.S. government has done a fine job, an exceptional job, on making this um, process very easy and very well organized in that we have a code or we can actually use our address. And it takes no time, only the time that it takes to enter names and, uh, and uh, birth dates. Um, but there was one question that I want to cover here with um, our audience in case um, anyone might have any concerns about the origin of their nationality. That question uh, asked, where did you come from originally? And for me, it would be African American. Um, but there was one question regarding uh, whether you're Hispanic or not before you get to the origin. So can you explain that process, that little process in there, which may be off-putting for someone uh, in this climate, uh, this day and age, uh, explain how confidential is this information that we're entering. So it's absolutely confidential, and that, that's a great question. One thing we want our, our, our um, responders to know is that uh, the Census Bureau does not share information. And I will repeat that we do not share information with any other government agency. Um, once uh, you sending your, your census, uh, your answered questions, um, that information is, is kept for 70 years. Uh, and so that's, a, that's quite a long time, and we, and we want to make sure people are, are aware of that so that they're not, you know, a little bit antsy about answering any question whatsoever. That information is solely for the Census Bureau and the Census Bureau only. Uh, and so... Um, you know, we want people to be at ease in, in responding to their questions. Now, as for the nationality, it does ask you whether you are of Hispanic origin. 
um, and that's, that question is first. You can simply answer yes or no. Um, and then it does ask you to go into a little bit more detail. You can ask, answer whether you um, identify as white or African American or um, several different options that, is, that are listed there. And if you have, if you wanted to go into further detail about that, you're definitely more than welcome. We have quite a few people who, who don't want to simply identify as African American because they know exactly um, where their origin is from. And so um, you, we have some people who will put Jamaican um, or Haitian. Um, I am of Nigerian descent. I was born here, but I am of Nigerian descent, and so I put Nigerian American um, in that slot. Um, it's definitely not something that you absolutely have to answer. If African American summarizes you, in your view, then that's all you need to put, and you can submit it. But if you do have um, further information or, or more specific information, you're more than welcome to put that. We want people to, to feel like they are counted um, as who they are. And so some people will say, I am not just a Caucasian American. I'm actually um, of German descent. And so we're asking that question so that we get the most precise information on an individual as possible. Um, but you're definitely not bound to that question in the sense we do want you to answer it if you do have that information. But if you don't and Caucasian summarizes you perfectly fine, then feel free to leave that there and keep going to the next question. Perfect. That's good to know. So in closing, um, what's dominating the news today and all previous days is COVID-19. So how is that impacting our ability to count while we're having to social distance? Um, mm -hmm. And many of us are not out even at any of the um, uh, locations like libraries, I believe, are closed. Uh, how is it impacting our ability to count? And what do you say we will need to do to ensure we have an accurate account? Okay. So that's a great question. COVID-19 is definitely is, is definitely throwing a wrench into all of our lives, I think, um, at the moment. Um, but because we want to be compliant, of course, with what the, the CDC and the federal government are saying, it, it has changed things quite a bit for us. Not horribly, for sure. One thing we're continuing to stress, and the great thing about 2020 Census, is that it's offered on the web. Um, it's not like previous years where you had to wait for a mailer or someone to come knock on your your doors. We certainly wouldn't want that to be the primary um, source this year, obviously, because of um, health concerns. Um, but the web is there, um, just like you, both, you and I both uh, answered our census on the web. It is extremely reliable and, and open to anyone who has any device. So as long as you have Internet connectivity and a device, even if that's your, your mobile phone that can access a website or a, an, an iPad, laptop, computer, computer, uh, tablet, anything. Um, as long as it can access a website, you can use it to answer the census. So the biggest thing we're doing is stressing to people the use of the web to answer the phone, the Internet, excuse me, to answer the census. Another thing is the phone. You are more than welcome to call in to, uh, uh, if you get that letter, there is a number there that says you can respond by phone. You're more than welcome to use that number. Simply dial it. 
That way you're not interacting with anyone personally or physically. You're, you're, you're completely safe from the, from the safety of your home, and you're able to dictate your answers to someone over the phone. They will take your census, and that census is considered complete as well. Now, obviously, if we don't get – if you're not able to call in or you're not able to use um, uh, the Internet, it will be mailed to you. And so that is the third-tier approach. Um, that the census is taking, so you will receive a mail, um, a mailed questionnaire, uh, and so you're more than welcome to simply open that up, circle in uh, the the areas um, uh, that pertain to you, fill fill in names, the date of birth, and send it back in the mail. And so those three um, means of, of, of responding are definitely without um, interacting with anyone else. Now, are they still going to send out? Um, uh, uh, people and and, and um, I can't remember what they're called at the moment, but people to, to our homes to uh, take censuses if we're not um, if we don't receive your information in a timely manner. Yes, they still will. And so my advice to everyone is: if you don't want people knocking on your door, um, or you don't want you know any interaction with any um, um, people, uh, census takers. I think that's what they're calling census them: takers. census takers. Yes, Takers, yes. Thank you so much for that. Let's just get my mind for some reason. But yes, if you if you don't want to interact with any census takers, feel free to use one of those three approaches, whether that's the internet, the phone, or the mailed option. That way, you don't have to interact with anyone um, in any way. So our libraries are definitely down. Um, unfortunately, they're closed because of um, the ten-person limit and things of that nature. And so we that the, that was a mobile questionnaire assistance site that we were pushing for some of our people who don't have uh, internet connectivity. We know that in Henry County, ten percent of the population either does not have internet or device. But our hope is that majority of those. Um, have phones um, or access to a phone and can call in their answers as well. So everybody's getting a mailer. As long as there's an address that you live in, you should receive a mailer. And there is both a code for Internet response or a number for phone response. And so if you can do either of those two things, you should be all set. Well, thank you so much, Ife. With our uh, present situation, uh, many of us staying home, working from home, um, advise not to uh, go out. It is a challenge for us all to make sure that we close that gap of where we were 10 years ago, especially considering the growth in Henry County. So the Chamber wants to do everything that we can to make sure that our uh, members are informed, that their employees are informed, and so we're going to ask that everybody remember to ask that question, even though we're probably communicating more by phone and uh, over the over tel teleconference calls. We should also include the census as part of our agenda and our meetings, and making sure that our employees are counting their households and passing the word along as much as possible to anyone we have the opportunity to, to speak with uh, during this this um, social distancing period. And, um, and if it extends longer than we anticipate, do you think that the census will also extend, Ife? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's already, there are already aspects of the census that have been extended um, before data collection was to end um, at the end of July, but we're looking at uh, 
extending that a bit just because of the difficulties that we're currently in. And then the mobile questionnaire assistance program was supposed to start uh, at the end of um, at the end of March, but that has already been moved to mid-April, and it might okay. move even further. So certain things have already been adjusted because of COVID-19, and I anticipate that quite a few more things will be um, as time goes by. Adjusted. Wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful to hear. So thank you so much for taking your time. I know you're very busy um, with the updates and getting information out. So keep us on your list of people or of organizations that can help get the uh, census information out, and we will continue to uh, inform our audiences, the business community at large, how important this is, and uh, just ask that everyone keep the 2020 census top of mind, include it in your agenda to your employees, and if you need it to um, get information or have IFE, uh, speak to your organization by teleconference. Is that something that's possible, Ife? Absolutely. That's absolutely possible. I would love to speak to as many organizations as possible. That can be done by either calling me um, or emailing me. Is it okay for me to give my information? Absolutely. Okay, great. So my cell phone number is 678-662-1814. Again, 678 662 1814, and my email address, and my name has a lot of vowels, so please forgive. My email address is I like ice cream, F like Frank, E like Edward, O like Oscar, L like Larry, U as an umbrella, dot, O like Oscar, dot, O like Oscar, Y like yo yo, E like Edward, L like Larry, E like Edward, Y like yo yo, E like Edward, at 2020census.gov. And I'll say that again without all the extra. Actually, I can, I can actually put that out on our um, description of this event Perfect. so that people will see it before they click on the actual I, the, uh, podcast. So okay. I think I have it as a part of your email, so I will make sure we get that distributed. And okay. if it's okay, in this part right here, I'm going to edit out of the uh, podcast. So okay. what I'll do is ask you again, if I may, um, and I'm going to pause so we can have a clear break for the editing. Okay. So is it possible for organizations to contact you, and you can just give us your, um, let us know if it's possible. Let me ask it again. All you need to say is yes, it is, and that you're going to ask the chamber to distribute that information. Perfect. Okay. Okay. So. Ife, is it possible for organizations to contact you for more information about the census? Are you able to do teleconference messaging with them? Absolutely. It's, more, it's definitely possible and it's something that I solicit for sure. Any organization that wants to talk to us, is, talk to me specifically, you're more than welcome to. I think, uh, I believe the Chamber has my information and they'll get that out to anyone who's ready for it. Yes, we'd be happy to share it. Uh, with um, this podcast. We will have it in the description of the podcast. Perfect. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us today, and it's been very enlightening for me, and I hope for our audience as well. Thank you, Ife. Thank you so much, Ms. Barbara. Okay. So now, we're done. 
And uh, I can edit out this part as well. So thank you so much for helping us get a podcast. I will get it edited, and I'll email you when it's ready to go up, when it's been posted, okay? Perfect. I would love to hear it. Thank you so much, Barbara. I really appreciate you. So stay safe, okay? And we'll talk soon. Okay. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.